Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. My name is Joe, and I'm with my good friend Dan, and together we're the Woodhounds. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Glad to be back here again, Joe, with you for another episode of the Woodhounds podcast. Yeah. We put a new episode out every Wednesday. Live from the Woodhound Studio in Northeast Ohio. <laughs> yeah. I think this is an ideal location for Woodhound Studio, and I think it should never be moved. I don't know. I, I think there's more a more central location a little west, but a little north and west. <laughs> yeah. If you are new to the podcast, we want to welcome you and thank you for joining and if you are a routine listener, thanks for coming back. It tells us that we are entertaining you and you haven't found us so completely boring yet. Yeah, that's the main thing because that's that's always, you know, I always sometimes find myself, when, well, you know, in the wood yard talking to myself, I find myself boring sometimes. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I always say. I am self-employed and when I talk to myself, I call it a staff meeting. <laughs> I, I need to start doing that. That's, that's good, I like that. I like that. Yeah. And if you are not aware, both Dan and I got our start as YouTube channels. Dan's channel is called Back 40 Firewood. And my YouTube channel is called Ohio Woodburner. And we have had about a two and a half year experience that we both have been enjoying. And we thought we would just take our talents to the podcast universe. Yes. Yeah. The, and the YouTube channels, yes, they are both still going, still going strong, loving every minute of it, um, just like this podcast. But I got to tell you, Joe, there's something that's uh, kind of been bugging me. Something's bugging you. What could that possibly be? Yeah. Well, and it's it's kind of funny because we also have an email from it. So you know about it. Well, hold on, Dan. You know what that means? It is time for listener mail. Yes, indeed it is. Listener mail. And it's, like I said, it's it's funny because I, this is something that was kind of on my mind. And we have an email from Jeff. Jeff. And Jeff is wondering, what do we do when we split wood and see ants or other bugs in the wood? What do you do if you're loading wood for sale and you find insects in your wood pile are there certain species of wood that attract insects more than others so <laughs> i know for you you've covered this on your youtube channel because you i mean when you're delivering to restaurants and even your customers you can't have any bugs yeah Excuse me, Dan. I've been scratching myself ever since you started reading that, <laughs> that uh, email from Jeff. <laughs> I can't. I've just. I'm at war with bugs. And last uh, summer, oh my gosh! Every time I would turn around, there was just more and more ants everywhere. I, every log I uncovered was ants, <laughs> and it seems like um, this time of year. You know, the ants, they had been dormant living up inside of some log. And especially, it seems to me with the maple trees, the bigger ones, because those bigger maples, they always seem to rot out from the base. Yep. And that's where the ants get in and they live up in there because they're they're rotted and they're, there's a lot of moisture in there. And that's what ants want is moisture. And oh my God, I remember there was a log last year when I split it open. It literally looked like Raiders of the Lost Ark. 
<laughs> with, with Indiana Jones. It just poured with black ants and oh, I, everything I've, comes to a screeching halt. I've had similar experiences and it, it's nice when it's in the winter and it's cold because then they're all just like frozen and they don't move at all. But when, when, it, when they're alive and crawling and you crack that log open on a wood splitter, oh my God, Ugh. everywhere, yeah. instantly everywhere. You can tell when there is going to be a problem. If even if there is just a little, you know, if the log is cut in half, you know, and let me say it again. If the log is bucked into a round and, you know, it looks just like healthy wood, but if there is just one little pencil hole in the face of that log, it is watch out. <laughs> something, <laughs> something evil inside lurks. So I have, when I see logs like that now, if they're bigger and I'm using, I'm putting them on the splitter, I will split in, you know, towards that hole instead of just splitting the log in half and doing it like that. Yeah. Because chances are they are in there. Oh, and I'm not scared of ants, but they just annoy the heck out of me because where I work, I'm close to my house and oh, I don't want them because a lot of these ants got wings too. Yeah. Uh, the carpenter ants and man they uh, if you've ever had a, a house inspection that's what they look for and they can do some damage now do you find though like i've i've noticed if i've split a log open then there's ants in it once i sp split those pieces down and put them on a stack somewhere i don't see ants in my stacked wood no well that, i think that's another benefit of stacking your wood uh, because you know ants need water and yep. if the wood isn't healthy and if it's stacked, they leave because they're going down towards the ground and they're looking for, uh, they're looking for water. So that's one of the benefits. However, you know, we're talking about species and I already started talking about maple. I've noticed with oak, especially oak that's been stacked for a long time, that bark will kind of peel off as an entire sheet, you know, of bark. Yep. And that, that holds moisture from the rain and you will pull off a um like a, a the bark of a stick of firewood of oak and there will just be millions of red ants with their eggs in their mouths and they're staring at you and they're mad <laughs> <laughs> yeah so when i load oak you know we don't just throw the oak into the truck we drop it on the tailgate and we are looking because man they are they can get into that oak uh, they don't damage the wood, but they just live under the the bark. Yeah. Ugh. So when ants, you, I so can't stand ants. When you find ants in wood that's going out for delivery, you toss it aside and burn it yourself, or what do you? What's your process there? Yeah. Well, I was just loading oak last week, and I did. I ran into about five sticks, you know, throughout the the process of loading the truck that had ants. And I just went and I sat them in the, in the woods and just crisscrossed them because they'll just go into the soil, you know, yeah. and that was from the house where I didn't care. Come to think of it, they're still laying out there. <laughs> I better go. <laughs> yeah. But that is, uh, you know, I have been delivering before where there's ants, not a lot, but you run across them and the homeowner, they don't seem to, they don't seem to freak as much as I do, but you know, when you're delivering value-added firewood, that's embarrassing. Yeah. You know, it'd be like owning a restaurant and like a cockroach goes scurrying across the floor. <laughs> yeah. You don't want you know, that. that. That No, that's what, 
that's what ants are to me. I, I, ugh. when, uh, how often do you run into them with your firewood? Usually only when I'm splitting, if I'll split open mm-hmm. and you know, there'll be like a, kind of, like you said, like kind of a hollow or a little hole in a, in a round. And then inside yeah. that round, it's almost like compost, you know, it's just like this, it's not wood and it's not dirt. It's just like the ants have broken it down into like a compost. And when you break that yeah. open and the ants spill everywhere, but then once I split it and stack it, I very seldom will run into any ants if I'm pulling wood off the pile. Mm-hmm. What do you do when you find them? Just, I mean, usually if I do find them, I'll just throw that wood like into my stash that I'm going to burn myself, but I'll just clank the sticks together, knock them off and, you know, throw the wood in the, in the bucket or whatever. I'm, if I'm hauling it up to the woodshed. Yeah. yeah. When I was younger, I remember dad had, you know, those, um, those sprayers f- for, um, like spraying your vegetables, you know, they have like that hand pump. Oh, yep. You know, yep. and they have like a shoulder strap and like a little wand. Yes. And I remember he used to mix, he would buy diazinon and mix it up with water. And that was what he would, if he ever ran across dance, he would blast them with that. But I understand they don't, they don't make that stuff anymore because it was <laughs> turning people into werewolves or something. I don't know. <laughs> it was one of these things that was once a great idea, you know, like asbestos. So, uh, but you know, I, I have been now known to keep like a can, you know, it's a good bug killer and it's cheap is carburetor cleaner uh, oh. that you can buy. Yeah. You can buy like at the auto parts store. And, um, when I was, when I used to work at that auto parts store, there was this guy, he would come in about every week and he would buy like two cases of carb cleaner and he would leave and he would come back in next week and he'd buy more. And I, one day I asked him, I said, you must you have one of the biggest carburetors in the world, you know, for all the carb cleaner that you're buying. <laughs> he says, Oh no. He says, I'm a painter. He says, uh, this is the best bee killer and it's cheaper than bee killer. And you just hit them with this and they die. So oh. uh, that's what, you know, cause we're always getting stung when we're out painting houses and he says carb cleaner. So that's what, that's one of the things I started doing. So I keep carb cleaner with me for, you know, for the hornets. Uh, but you know, also for the ants, but I will say this though, when, you know, when I run across the ants, it's splitting. And when we get them, everything shuts down. Everything comes to a halt and all attention goes onto that log because that is how important it is to keep, you know, I mean, there's probably more bugs than, you know, than there are stars in the sky out here in my yard, <laughs> but I don't want to see them. You know, they can go down in the ground and stay there, <laughs> Yeah, but they're staying out of the firewood. And if we do get a log that's infested, it doesn't go into the inventory. Uh, I have an area where all of our ant infested wood goods do, and it's well far away from everything. And then, you know, we have like a yearly bonfire gets rid of all of it. Yeah. I remember splitting down on the farm. Uh, we'd split over next to the barn. And then if we'd run into ants, we'd, we'd let the chickens out and they would come and just have a buffet. They would be running around grabbing, eating ants like crazy. They're like Oreo cookies to them. <laughs> yep. Those the yeah. ants and then those big, the big white grubs. I don't know if you ever run into those. I don't know what they are, yeah. but they're huge. And I had always thought I see those big grubs in oak. Yes. When I'll split open an oak log. And I was always told, and I don't know, because I'm I just never I should probably be more 
invested in this side of the business um, with invasive species? Because obviously you've seen what the emerald ash borer has done, you know, to right, all of our yep. ash trees, they're all dead. Is that Asian longhorn beetle? I have never seen one. I've seen pictures of them. Uh, and there is a beetle that is common to the area that I live in that looks almost like an Asian longhorn beetle, but there's subtle differences. Uh, but I've never, I've never seen them. But that's what I've always heard. It's like some kind of an oak beetle that bores. I mean, they chew a notch in yeah. sapwood and they live in there because man you'll s split one open there's they're in pretty deep sometimes yep yeah and they get to be mm -hmm. big i mean they're big yeah grubbed oh and i don't know what to do with them i always feel sorry for them because <laughs> 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 i smash them i'll smash them on the table of the of the splitter but i was like you know this poor thing was just in there just hanging out and stuff next thing you know he smashed yeah <laughs> smashed it, smashed into a greasy <laughs> spot on my splitter <laughs> <laughs> there's there's another beetle that uh will go into pine and i've actually sat and you can hear this beetle chomping and eating oh wow yeah you can like hear it you know like the jaws or oh, whatever it's doing and then you can actually i actually watched little specks of sawdust fall out of this hole like it was but it was crazy because you could actually hear this beetle chewing the wood <laughs> oh wow that's <laughs> so there is something killing pine trees now and here in ohio too if you drive down the highways you know they'll line a lot of the highways with pine trees i think it helps with snow drifting uh but man they're like all dead they'll just be miles and miles and miles of dead pine trees oh well yeah, yeah. out that... west they have like that beetle kill pine uh that i guess it makes beautiful lumber it has like a blue tint to it huh Wow. yeah the other one that you see driving up and down the road are these gypsy moths have you seen like when you're driving down the road in the summer and you look up in the canopy of the trees and there'll be like this cocoon of spider webby looking thing yes out, of, out at the end of a branch and that's what the that's the gypsy moth and that is that that does damage on a lot of trees too yeah i've i've seen those and i believe i've even seen where there's like certain traps they hang out um, to try to catch them and mm -hmm. help control them. But yeah, that's another. Mm -hmm. another but this one. last, uh, this last load of oak that I told you that we were loading, come to think of it, there was these other beetles in there. I don't know what they are and I've never seen them before. They're kind of like a bigger lightning bug looking thing, except they're brown with like a green head. Wow. Um, and there was a number of those that I was just smashing those too. But uh, I don't know. They seem, I don't know if they like oak or if they're getting into my oak because the oak sits out there for so long. Hmm. I did, yeah. I did find one snake, which was exciting too. Oh, see, <laughs> I've, I've never found any snakes in my spiders, but spiders, that's the other big one. Yeah. I have snakes don't bother me. Spiders. <laughs> if you want to see me act like a little girl, get me around a spider. <laughs> Like out in the middle of a pile. <laughs> oh my God. I saw a spider the other day. If this thing, if I wasn't paying attention, he would have ripped my arm off and beat me with it. <laughs> That's how big this thing was. Yeah. Oh, I don't like spiders. The wood pile seems to attract the big, big, hairy, brownish gray spiders. And my oh, wife hates gosh. them. I hate spiders. My wife does too. That's what she yells at me. She's like, why did I marry you? You know, because <laughs> I don't know what it is. Snakes don't bother me. Mice, they don't bother me. 
uh, spiders. Oh, oh God. Yeah, spiders bother me. There's another beetle that I used to see when we would do firewood down on the farm, and I haven't experienced it up here yet, but it would always leave just like a really fine, dusty powder on the wood. And I can't remember the name of the beetle. But I have heard, I see that all the time with my hickory. And I was told by an Amish man, and what I've learned in my life, because we have a big Amish population out here, anything about wood told to you from an Amish person is accurate. (laughs) (laughs) And he said that there is this, he called it a mite that gets into hickory. He says, you never see it, but you'll pick up a stick of hickory and there'll be a big pile of sawdust. Yes. He says they're, they're harmless to your house. They're harmless to any other wood, but they just like to chew on hickory. Wow. Yeah. That, that could be the same thing. And, and that, that powder, that dust that they leave behind, I gathered up a bunch and it's very flammable. If you throw it into a fire, it explodes. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I've always been annoyed by it because, you know, all, all the rain that we get out here, it, it, when it gets rained on, it gets like pasty. And it's just oh, nasty. Yeah. yeah. And it makes the wood look ugly too. Yeah. That's why I've never been a fan of hickory. I love the smell of hickory. But that's one of the other reasons why. Because it gets dirty when it's been stacked for a while. And it's all because of that, um, that mite that's like creating all that sawdust. Hmm. Here's another one the the wood tick oh god uh, or what people call the armadillo bug you know, they, when you touch them they curl up into a little ball oh uh, i had, yeah, yeah i had learned those are called wood wood ticks and they like water too uh and i get a lot of those now i consider them to be harmless but what i had learned is if sometimes higher up in your stack of wood if you pull out a couple sticks and there's like this sheen of black or like these little tiny microscopic black uh chunks balls or just flakes land that's their that's their poop uh, (laughs) from the from the wood ticks so they're getting higher up into your wood you know so yeah i don't like them but they don't bother me (laughs) see when i when i hear wood tick i think of like a tick you know that attaches to you and you know like just ticks like bear tick deer tick wood tick right and that I, I do not like ticks. No, I had a, I've had one on me so far. I need to keep track this year. (laughs) They are what I believe is a true form of alien species on earth. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. They don't have eight legs like spiders, right? They have six. Yeah. And they, yeah, but they can, they bring disease through anything like, you know, the coldest winters. I think I read somewhere they can like go months without eating you know they're just like crazy but i I, uh (laughs) i dispose of my ticks with my ball peen hammer (laughs) (laughs) yeah everyone always like they make this big process about you know like you got to put them in this and like you know you heat them up with a cigarette lighter i just put them out on the garage floor and just pop (laughs) (laughs) problem solved yep (laughs) that's yeah when I pull them off the dogs, I'll either burn them in a little piece of paper or I do something like that. Take a knife or like a, an axe and just and smash them. Yeah. You know, this is uh, this is a real good topic. And that's why I think also, too, I think the best 
I, that's why I like working in the winter time with firewood because you don't have to deal with bugs. Yeah. You know, and I still, I will open up a log in the winter time and it's just filled with dead. You know, you'd think they're dead. And I just walk that log right over to my furnace and throw it right into the furnace right there. And there. <laughs> and it Instant goes, burn. <laughs> yeah. One gentleman that makes firewood for me, he always has a fire at his house. He has a big pile and he has a 55 gallon drum. And he says that's where he opens up, you know, an infested log. And you just throw it right onto the fire. Huh? Yeah. I suppose the difference uh, or the one thing like in my situation with the outdoor wood boiler is I never bring, you know, wood into the house. So I know that, you know, if you were burning, had a fireplace in your house, I suppose you would want to be very, uh, you know, uh, cautious and alert to any ants or any any insects right. that you bring into the house in the winter because they'd warm up and they'd be in your house. Yeah, they would wake up. The uh, guy lives up the road from me. He has a wood his his house is heated with wood and his furnace is in the basement and he has a chute you know that all the yep. logs go down and then he stacks them up but there you go that's where they yeah <laughs> you know i would be if i were to ever buy a house that had that kind of a setup i would i'd get that inspected <laughs> by the <laughs> by the orkin man you know <laughs> yeah. yeah but i don't know when i think of wood though when you talk about insects my brain goes right to ants though that's where I don't know. That is what affects me the most. It seems that's what does the most damage in wood. Cause I don't sell wood that even had past infestation. It doesn't go into our firewood. It goes into my, into my pile. I don't sell it. And that's what I worry about most is, you know, these carpenter ants, the black ants. Oh yep. my God. Yeah. I can't stand those things. Yeah. I think uh, the ants are by far the most common, and I think the ones that you probably, what you experience and run across the most, because like I've never seen an emerald ash borer beetle. I don't, you know, you I've haven't seen one. No, I've seen. I, I, we've had them in our house. I will also say this about them: they are a very beautiful bug. Oh. They, when they, if they're called emerald, they are. They are shaped about the size of a lightning bug. And hmm. they are as rich of a metallic emerald green that you could possibly imagine. Well, maybe I and have seen are. one there. <laughs> <laughs> and they are killers, man. But and they yeah. have no they have no predators here in the in this part of the in this part of the world. I, I guess when I say I should when I, I should say that I've never split a piece of ash open and found an emerald ash borer beetle. Yeah, same here. And I had heard that once they, once the tree dies, they leave. Yeah. You know, the, the, they lay their eggs and they hatch and mature and leave. And then the tree dies. Yep. And then, and then they're going off to the next one to do it all over again. <laughs> over and over and over again. Yeah. They bore, that's what they do. They, they bore a hole into the bark. And they live under the bark on the sapwood. And that's why when you see these ash trees, when you have them come in for firewood, when the bark falls off, they got that, you know, it looks like a highway system, you know, yep, it's just trails. trails going everywhere. And that was from them, you know, eating the sapwood and, and laying their eggs. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's why I think ants, you know, are the, the most common that I have in, in the wood yard that I see, but I don't really, 
do anything different. I just, you know, like I said, I'll knock the pieces together when I'm splitting them. And then once I take the wood to the stack, I've, I've never had ants when I've pulled wood off of a stack, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Same here. I never see ants in stacked firewood and I don't leave it in a pile, but I would think that if you did have a gigantic pile, you would probably find them in there somewhere. Probably. And, you know, and then that gets to, if you are selling firewood, okay. I'm, if you are a homeowner, you certainly don't want ants. You know, if you're selling firewood, it depends on the type of business you are. And if you're just dumping, you know, if you have a front end loader and you're scooping up big piles of, of firewood, you know, and you got about six inches, six inches of yard in that bucket that you scoop too low <laughs> and you dump it on someone's driveway and you leave, you're not worried about ants. That's their problem. Um, what I try to do with Ohio wood burner and selling value added firewood, you, you, you should expect to not find any ants in your order yep. and there, and there aren't there. You won't find, you won't find any bugs in our order. And if, if you do find them, they were hiding pretty good. <laughs> it, it is funny when i think you know like i'll i'll break open a piece of wood on the splitter and there'll be ants all over and i'll bang the piece on the table and knock them all out and then uh -huh. you know they're everywhere i mean they're on your clothes on your arms but then it's kind of Ugh. funny because five ten minutes later it's almost like they're all gone like i don't know where yeah, they're going, all gone but you can't find them anymore i i have I have a process now when we split with that. Now our splitter is horizontal. So it has this big work table and oh, those ants, you know, they're scared to death. They just pour out of there and that whole table is just vibrating. I have a wheelbarrow that I always set off to the side and it's my ant wagon. So if I open <laughs> up and it's big enough and steep enough that if they get into it, they can't get back out. So I will throw the log into that ant wagon. I will put the, the wheelbarrow up against the table and I'll brush all of the ants that I can find into it. I'll carburetors blast the other ones that I, you know, that are still there and then uh, shut off the splitter. We take the wheelbarrow out well far out to the other side of the wood yard and dump it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm serious. Everything comes to a stop when we get into ants. I can't, I can't stand them and we can't have them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, come to a stop. I just, like I said, bang the pieces together, knock as many off as I can, keep splitting, and that's the last I usually see of them until the next piece that you know. Yeah. I always, I always wonder, like, I wonder if you know. They say that ants are really uh, sophisticated with their communications, and I wonder if, like, you know, at the end of the day, they're sitting around like, well, you know, where's Billy? Well, he was in that piece of wood, and he didn't make it back. <laughs> Yeah, you're saying no. He's in that that funny looking guy that was splitting wood. He went into his house and he's eating his rafters right now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. I. I. I uh, that's something that I guess I just thought about right now is the fact that people who take the wood into their house that would be a big. That's that'd be more a problem, like like, like you said, than selling it. Because yeah, if you get those bugs in your house that's their new home that's why i think people that have a fireplace maybe the log doesn't stay in the house long enough for the ants to come back to life and start walking around or maybe it does i don't know but definitely in the basement yeah i would say yes you're vulnerable down there 
Yeah, because usually you load up as much wood in your basement as you can to, you know, so you don't have to keep restocking it all winter. And your house is, oh, by the way, warm. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I have split open logs in the middle of winter, and there are literally thousands of those black ants just all curled up in a little ball and just sleeping away. (laughs) And just think about, you know, if that log got put into a house like that. Oh my God, that's gross to even think of it. (laughs) But it's crazy how they survive that during the winter because it's not that insulated inside a round of firewood. I mean, yeah, that's true. I don't get it. I guess maybe they are a fascinating insect, but they can be fascinating somewhere else. Yes, somewhere (laughs) other than in firewood logs. (laughs) Yes, somewhere other than around me. Yeah. I've got a yep. I've got a bunch of stumps in the front of the house that I've been meaning to get rid of, and you, you know it wouldn't be they couldn't go over there and just start eating all that wood up. They you know that would be a perfect spot <laughs> for them. But no, 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 no. That's there's no insects, no bugs, no ants, nothing in the stuff you want to get. No, no, there never is. Your house tastes too good for them to go <laughs> over to that stump. <laughs> oh, I thought this was a fun discussion. Yes, you know, I don't, thank you. I don't Jeff. like them, but I don't like bugs, but I can talk about them. <laughs> yeah, and and it's you know his question about what we do with it. I mean, I I don't really worry too much. I deal with it right there as I'm splitting, and then I forget about it. But like for you, you know, loading up wood to take out to a customer, you probably have to pay a little yeah. more attention than I do. And we do. It's a part of the process, and I think that's one of the benefits of hand loading our trucks is we can see an infestation before it gets out gets out on the road. Yep. Mhm. Yeah, well thanks Jeff for that email. That was really nice. Yes. And if anyone else out there listening to our podcast has a question, send us an email. Uh, Dan, what's our address? The woodhounds at gmail.com. Sounds easy enough. Yeah, send us an email and you never know. We might be able to read it on the air or we can even dedicate an episode to it. (laughs) You never know what will happen here on the Woodhounds podcast. We don't even know half the time. So, you know, (laughs) we're all in this together. (laughs) That's right. All right. Well, Dan, do you think maybe we should start playing the music? Let's, yeah, let's hit it. Let's strike up the band. All righty. Well, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Woodhounds podcast. And thank you for making us part of your day. Yes. Thank you very much. Uh, greatly appreciate you tuning in. I uh, love seeing the numbers of the downloads from all across all the various platforms. So keep it up, Woodhounds. And we want to wish everyone... A great day.